You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. Hey, good morning, good afternoon. Whenever you are tuning in, we are so excited that you've joined us. This is Morning Breath, your live drive time devotional, sure to jumpstart your day. We're excited that you've joined us today. It is Tuesday, November 2nd, and my name is Christian. I'm one of the pastors here on staff. Very excited to be doing life with you. I have an incredible co-host today, Isaac Eberts. How you doing, Isaac? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today, yeah. Pastor Christian. Yeah, absolutely. If you're listening to the radio for the first time or have not tuned in for a while, we're so excited that you joined us. The way that Morning Breath works is that we take a chapter of the Bible, we read it the night before, we read it again in the morning, and then we come into the studios at the East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island location, and we just kind of let God breathe on whatever he wants to speak to us as we read the chapter. So we don't rehearse what we're going to say. We just come together maybe with some thoughts, maybe some areas that God was highlighting to us, and then we share it live on the radio. So you get to kind of be a part of a Bible study with us today. And we encourage you to do this for yourself as you can go on. Actually, Isaac, why don't you tell them how they can get connected and where they can find out more about the Morning Breath yeah, of course. Um, our best way to find out about everything upcoming, um, what's happening at East Coast Christian Center, is just download our East Coast yeah. app. It's available on all platforms. Just search East Coast app. You'll find it there. Also, you can head to our website at eccc.us. That will have info, events, past sermons, morning breath episodes, and so much more. Or if you would like to call us, feel free to do that as well. The phone number here is 321 321- Four five two one zero six zero, and we can email you and mail you uh, physical copies of anything that you might need as well. So those are the best ways. Also, follow us on social media. Yeah. Our social media game is strong, so make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at East Coast Christian Center. Yeah, it's awesome. We've always got something good on there to kind of encourage and edify you. Every day there's something good on social media. Yeah. So we've got some exciting stuff coming up. Why don't you tell them about the first big event that's coming up here in November? We have East Coast Kids Live coming up on November 19th. That is just around the corner. It is going to be at our Merritt Island location from 7 to 8 p.m. And this is going to be 60 minutes of fun. So bring your family. This is an event geared towards families, geared towards kids. Um, I am going to be doing so, some stuff on stage. Oh, I, awesome. I have been able to see the behind the scenes planning for this event, yeah. and it is going to be incredible. So make sure you come out to that. Once again, that is November 19th from 7 to 8 p.m. So That's don't miss very out. cool. Very exciting. We also have another big event coming up. It's a little bit down the road, but I think that there's something that's happening on February 19th. What's that? February 19th. Yeah. Or February 18th. I oh. think you're getting married, aren't you? <laughs> I am. That's awesome. What's, so, what's funny, I, we were going to do the 19th, yeah. but with how the schedules and the venue yeah. like availability, we, we switched it to the Fridays are the new cool day to get married, apparently. They are. And so yes. that's cool. That's when Nick <laughs> got married. That's the, the new trendy thing to yeah. do. So that's exciting. That's funny. I was like, what's on the 19th? What is on I the 19th? No clue. Yes, the 18th. I'm super excited. Yeah. That, now it sounds like I'm not excited. I am excited. I just on threw the them 18th. off by bad dates. <laughs> so that's exciting for yes. anyone on here who doesn't know Isaac well is he is engaged to an incredible girl named Hannah. They're getting married coming up here soon. And this is a fun season for us at East Coast with lots of weddings coming yes. up in this coming months. Yeah, so. it's so incredible to uh, get married and go to 
three or four weddings in the next few months. Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy for all of my friends it is cool. and myself. <laughs> yeah, love is in the air. Yes. All right, so let's get into this here. We're going to be in John chapter 1. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. What are you going to read out today? Um, I'm also going to do NLT today. Cool, that's great. And there's 51 verses, so okay. why don't you read through the first 25, okay. and then I'll pick it up on verse 26. Okay, so sounds I'm, good. I must say unto you, read, sir. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave a life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell everyone about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He even came to his own people, but they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. This was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, who are you? He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. Well then, who are you? They asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. Are you the prophet we are expecting? No. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness. Clear the way for the Lord is coming. Then the Pharisees who had been sent asked him, If you aren't the, the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, what right do you have to baptize? Verse 26, John told them, I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone who you do not recognize. Though his ministry follows mine, I'm not even worthy to be a slave and to untie the straps of his sandal. This encounter took place in Bethany, an area east of the Jordan River where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. And I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I have been baptizing with water so that he might be, re be revealed to Israel. Then John testified, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't even know who... I did not know he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and the rest and, and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. 
I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testified that he is the chosen one of God. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, Your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew in Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph of Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael, can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Peter, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me, Nathanael said. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus asked him, do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God coming up and down on the son of man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. Amen. What's really remarkable about this chapter is when you look at the age of these men is that it's easy to read the Bible and think, oh, they're just 20 to 30 year olds. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to be 35 to be president or you're thinking about like these are just grown men doing Mm -hmm. life, fishermen and hardworking. But when you look at historians, they'll tell you a lot of these guys are young. Like John could have easily been 15 to 17 years old. It's incredible. You know, Peter being one of the older ones would have maybe been 20, that these are not old people is yeah. that these are young men that wanted a hope and they saw this potential with John the baptizer out there crazy in the wilderness you know eating locusts and honey and he was a pretty wild guy but he was like a revolutionary a radical that they were drawn to and then these young people which we see that all throughout history as some of the greatest movements of God ever happened with young people they got excited for Jesus and then were passionate about it and then a movement started so they they were like, hey, we're going to follow this guy. We believe that he's the savior of the world, and we're going to leave our life to go do this. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy when you think about them, you know, putting down their livelihood. Peter was married, yeah. Yeah. you know, and he had a, a fishing business that he would have had. But he's like, I'm going to follow after this this guy that we believe is the savior of the world. And you just put yourself in their shoes. It's like, man, you're you're 21 years old. I'm almost. Almost 20. 21 in January. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, right in that time yeah. frame is to think about, you know, if Nick and Isaac were to just pick up and say, hey, I'm going to go, go follow this Messiah. We believe that he's the savior of the world. Like, what would your family think? Yeah. What would the response be? Yeah. And when you're, and I, I feel like the in this, when we see uh, these people like, you know, Simon and, and Peter and all of these people, we 
since they're younger, it almost feels as if they were more willing to go because they didn't have as much roots down since they were younger, right? They didn't have 20, 30, 40, 50 years to build roots and, you know, they have a big farm and they have, you know, maybe they didn't have a lot of physical things. I mean, you said, you know, Simon had a, he had a fishing business, which was probably extremely hard to lay down. But I think it's so cool. Just the heart of, you know, people who could easily have been in teenage age or even in their twenties to lay down what they had. And before they, you know, were before they were 40 and 50 and were super established in the area, they were to be like, I'm young, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to give everything. And that's just such a cool picture of the the quote younger generation who just will lay down and just run after Jesus. Yeah, for sure. Being willing to just, you know, give it all in is yeah, you know, really all cool. the cards on the table I'm gonna go. I love this verse fourteen also, and it ties into it, but it's a bit of a shift is it says in New Living Translation, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And it's this idea that I've heard people say quite a bit just in this last month. They're like, I'm okay with God but I can't get with the Bible. Like, I just don't believe the Bible is true. And I was like, it's mm-hmm. inseparable. Is yeah. if you want to know God, read the word. Is that the the word became flesh, which is Jesus, who is a triune God. Is that this is God. If you want to know his heart, look at the word. If you want to know his character, look at the word. If you want to know everything about him, you can see it in the Bible. But the Bible also talks about the letter kills, or King James says the letter killeth, is that if you just take one verse out and you're reading in the Old Testament where, and then they slayed them all, and then they killed them all, and then they, it's like, oh, that's not a very full picture of Mm -hmm. God's goodness and his love. Like even this talks about, he was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son, is that when you want to see God, you see love. You see his unfailing love and faithfulness and just the way that he saw the world is he he sent his own son so that way he could experience it. And then so many things like shifted and changed after that. But you can't throw out the Bible as if if you're out there and you don't know this, you need to know for sure. East Coast Christian Center believes in the un failing word of God is that we know it is true and we we walk by that. And that is super important is it's not just some stories. Mm-hmm. It's yep. not just like some good ideas or like sage advice, like the way you would from a philosopher. No, it is the word of God that we believe is yeah. true. And there's such power in reading things with context. Yep. So, you know, we can see the verse of the day and, and a lot of times they're great verses of the yeah. day, but there's power in reading the entire chapter, yeah. the entire book, right, of, of uh, a scripture so that way you can see the entire context. And I just love the, I mean, that's another reason why Morning Breath is is so powerful because we're able to see entire chapters and go through entire books and get the context. Um, something that really stuck out to me was uh, when John said, someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am. This is in verse 15. And I just think that is such a huge picture of honor that John already had a ministry. He had people following him. He had disciples following him, but he chose to say that someone is coming after me, and he's talking about Jesus, who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. And that's also powerful when it says, for he existed long before me, because age was a super, it was a huge sign of wisdom. The older you were, the more you respected in this culture. And so for him to say he existed long before me, he's not only saying that 
Jesus is greater than him, but he is also saying he's older, he's wiser, he has existed long before me. And so just that picture of the honor that that yeah. John gave when he had his own ministry yep. and he could have gotten a big ego and he could have looked at it as people are following me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take this and run with it. They're following me. I'm, you know, I'm the superstar. I'm the the famous you know, pastor or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm the famous person. He was I've, that guy I, at that he, time. He has a following. Yeah, kings were coming out to be able to hear him. Yeah. Right? And I just think that's a really great example where his eyes were set on the right thing. That's good. His eyes were set on Jesus and he honored Jesus and said, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. Yeah. Don't follow me, follow Jesus. And I just think that was just an incredible thing that John did. That is cool. Yeah. John talks about he must increase speaking of Jesus and I must decrease. Yeah. So is good. That the idea that I've heard this said before is to make Jesus famous. Like it's not about making my name famous. It's not about our church. It's about Jesus. And when you keep him as the focal point, everything else comes in line. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed verse 50. And you could hear my laughter when I read it a little bit is it says, Jesus asked him, do you believe that just because I told you, <laughs> I saw you under a fig tree that that's why you know that I'm the son of God? Like, yeah, I could exactly. have seen you when I just walked by here. Like, yeah. that's not some great miracle. But as I was reading that, I was thinking back on my life, like, what are those things that God did that really, really marked me? And this is a little bit close to home, but I was telling someone recently uh, the story of when I was getting saved and God was starting to speak to me, I actually was walking into a jail cell and it was a very scary moment. I was 18 years old. I made some stupid mistakes and I was going in and potentially looking to go away for a long time for this stupid mistake I made. And the very first guy I talked to, it's the first time the Bible really leaped off the page to me, is this guy said, hey, you need to be ready in season and out to share your testimony. And it's Paul talking to Timothy is where the verse comes from. But when he said that, it just, it cut to my heart when he said that. Mm. Is that Bible verse was the first time, and I grew up as my dad as a missionary around the church. I had been to church hundreds of times, but it had never been alive to me. And I thought about this as the same way as like when when I heard that that day, I was like, oh, the word of God is like powerful and real. Like it's not yeah. just a word anymore. And I think about this with Jesus as he's talking to him is he's like, man, you think that's a lot? Like I got so much more. Yeah. And I was talking to my wife about the story and I was like, I, I could go back in time and think about different words that God gave to me in seasons and times when I needed it. And it really, really ministers to me is like, it was a big deal then. And you've had situations, I've heard your testimony of times when you were crying out and mm -hmm. needed God to, to speak to you and save you at points yeah. where it was like a low point. Yeah. But we'll look back and be like, man, that was so powerful. But then look at that next one mm -hmm. and look at how he just continues. Like It's kind of like when you stare at a diamond and every time you look at it, there's a different facet and a different angle and you keep turning it over and over and it's unending. It's insatiable. Yeah. Is the word of God, you can just keep getting in there and see new dimensions and aspects. And this was cool as he was blown away. He was ready to leave everything just because he saw him sitting under a tree. But yeah. it's like, I, hey, if that's all it takes. I, I was reading that um, last night and it was I just laughed. I was, that is so funny. And, and Jesus even said, do you 
just believe this because I told you I'd seen you under a fig Bro, tree. Bro, I saw you sitting under like, a tree. What's the big deal? Like, like Thomas wanted to see the holes in, yeah. in Jesus' yeah, hands. Like, I will not believe <laughs> unless I stick my fingers yeah. in there. And, and Nathaniel is here like, oh, okay, you saw me under the tree. Good enough. How, how could you have done that? Wow, he, he, yeah. you must be the son of God. And that is so funny. Yeah, these guys a, were looking for a savior. Yeah. They were like, we need a savior. That's good enough for me. Sign yeah. me up. Yeah, but I think that's so cool. Jesus said, you will see greater things than this. Yeah. And it's, and I think you hit it spot on. If you can't forget what God has yeah. done for you up to this point, yeah. where I can look back at my past and say, wow, God has brought me f- far. He has yeah. done some incredible things, but it just keeps getting better. Yeah. The things that God does in my life and, and, the, and the, the miracles that I've seen just get better. Yeah. And it, it's just amazing how I, you know, as a teenager, as when I was, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, those things that were like, wow, God, you were like this, like sitting under, like yeah. you get, you know, he says that you're sitting under a fig tree. Those kind of moments have happened in my life where it, it seems so big in the moment, oh, yeah. but looking back on it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, that was such a small thing, but I took it and I trusted God when he moved in a small way. Yeah. And then I had faith and I kept going and I kept trusting God. And then now I've been able to see God move in incredible ways yeah, and in even bigger ways. ways it builds it's a foundation yeah i think too about what it would take for these young people to leave their life and to be able to follow jesus based upon these encounters and i heard pastor jonathan wiggins he's a friend of our church say this in a book walking with lions is people will come up and be like how can you know that you know that god is real mm-hmm. and he said i'm not called to be a knower, I'm called to be a believer, is that a believer believes in faith, is that there's all kind of things out there that you could prove just the existence of God. And there's there's tons of information you could look up, but it takes faith. Yeah. And that's a part of this, is they stepped out in faith to say, based upon my experience and this evidence, I'm going to follow you. And I can say, having walked with the Lord for 20 years now, it's so much better. Like if you're listening on the radio or the podcast and you're on the fence, like, I was a little bit nervous to give up my old life. I look back now, I'm like, why did I want to hold on to that life? Like mm-hmm. it was broken and yeah. full of pain and hurt. But I was like insecure to be like, well, it's so much fun. Like yeah. I don't want to give up yeah. these aspects. And now I look back and I'm like, man, it's so much better. Yeah, like, and even if you're saved, there's always something you can give up to yeah. to to get closer to, to God. To follow him even more. Yeah, there's always something. No matter if you've been a Christian for 20, 30 years, your whole life, whatever that looks like, there's still something that you could give up. For me, honestly, this has been, you know, as uh, I'm 20 years old, yeah. YouTube, social media. Yeah. And that's something where I'm like, okay, I've been saved since I was four years old, but that is still something that is getting in between me oh, yeah. and God and spending time with God. So that's something I can give up, right? Yep. It's, it's it a small step. out. Yeah. Yeah. We all have one step to take. I think that's big is that we all have a step. And we heard this actually just two Sundays ago at church when there was an interview with Pastor Matt and Chip Judd from Seacoast as he goes, Every Christian has something that they're working on. Hopefully it's not the same thing your whole walk, Mm -hmm. but there's something that you can like, what can I lay down? Like Peter laid down his nets to follow Jesus. What can you lay down? Maybe it's Netflix or YouTube, or maybe it's an addiction, or maybe it's something else. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to finish out that thought. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. 
We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Let's close out with this final verse of the chapter. Verse 51 says, Then he said, I tell you the truth, you will see all heaven open and the angels of God coming up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. 
you could kind of read past this and be like, what is he talking about? Is this a Led Zeppelin song, Stairway to Heaven? Or <laughs> is this Jacob sleeping with his head on a rock and seeing the stairway? But it's really this idea and this bridge of Jesus being the connection to the Father. Is that in the, in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, is that you would have to sacrifice an animal to be able to try to be right with God to cover your sins. But Jesus came as our final payment, the final propitiation for our sins and covered that. And so this is heavy. Like John 1, right out the gate, Mm -hmm. he comes out and he's saying, I'm going to be the connection to the Father. And that's how we could become joint heirs with him. That's what we'll go on to read in John. Is just talking about that we are sons and daughters of God now, and we're grafted into the family. And so this is a great example of reading the Bible and not knowing what is going on. But you can dig in a little bit and get a better idea of context of what it's saying is that he was that bridge. Jesus talked about himself being the temple. Like, hey, you tear down this temple and I'll rebuild it in three days. They're like, what are you talking about? It took 70 years to build the temple. You're going to build it? but yeah. And the reason why we have faith is because we cannot understand every single yeah. word in the Bible. We can't. Yeah. There's truly As, mysteries. There are things that we will never understand, yeah. but that is the purpose of faith. Yeah. And get in there and learn it. Like yes. spend some time, join yeah. our university, yes. get to know it better. God bless you guys. It was great talking with you. We pray you have a good day. We'll talk to you next time. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.